You got to record first. Yeah, hang on. I may <laughs> okay, I've had a few drinks today. Um, Let's say. Hey, we popping bottles for Rob. This is, this is for Rob. Uh-huh. Congratulations on the news. Uh, hang on just a second. Let me get to the pot. Uh, well, damn, Billy Bradley, I think we just saw one of the best races we've seen in 2021. I uh, was entertained from lap one to the end of it, and I got to say, I predicted Chevy was going to go in there and win, and um, the Ford absolutely came to the front. I also, and I'm sure you all will remember, said SHR was done. They were finished. And they were finished. And what happened? Eric Almarola comes up there and spanks the field. Billy, what, we've said it two years ago. We said 2021 was going to be the best year ever, and uh, – I'll be damned. I think we're here, son. What do you think? I would have to agree with you totally. Like, all you have to do is say SHRs have, are done, and then what they do? They go out. Even Kevin Harvick come out leading the field, and then Amarola comes out with the best damn car. Wax caught it. He was like, yeah. Amarola's going to win this race. That's the point shit. There's no way. And then I I still think NASCAR screwed up though twice during this race. They screwed up at the start of it and then at the end of it. Well, let's bring um, and we'll give Jimmy Wags all credit. He's he's doing a night race right now. I am in an airport. Uh, Billy just got done eating and getting ready for a softball tournament. And Rob Lopes has probably got his feet up trying to take a breather. But Rob, I got a question for you. Yeah, we, uh, hello. Saw an absolute shit show of a start to that race. Yeah. Was you you had to have known when that race got started that this was an issue. It, it, I mean, am I wrong here, or did you know it was wet? Rain was in the area. Okay, it wasn't. I mean, and it was iffy. Okay. Okay. And but the thing of it was is the spotters were talking about rain on the front stretch three laps before that incident happened on what lap eight? Yeah. Lap seven. Like lap four or five. They were saying it's raining on the front stretch. It's raining harder on the front stretch. Oh, wow. And, and then the next thing you know, the leaders go into turn one and spin, spin, spin. Yeah. And, and you know, you're not talking guys that can't drive a race car. You're talking three of the best in the field, all from the same organization, getting it done. Yep. And, you know, it, and the thing it was is like, well, you know, why did Kyle Busch spin? Because he was the first one to get to it. Yeah. You know, and, and he killed his race car. I mean, absolutely killed it. Yeah, he did. And, you know, you, you know, know, right there, the, the reason Kyle Bush spun is he was the one that got to the water first, and that's why the people behind him could somewhat get away from it. Yeah. yeah. I ask you a question, Rob. You, and over the years, he's been in situations where just stuff just happened that just was absolutely no fault of the team whatsoever. Oh, yeah. How in the hell do you guys deal with something like that when it happens? I mean, you're leading a race, and, well, and, and you wreck for no it's, reason. It's, it's shades of, oh, man, what, what, what all-star race was it? It was raining, and they threw the green flag. And I remember, 2001. was it 2001? And, and, like, half the field half the field went into turn one and balled them up. And what did NASCAR do? All right, we're going to throw the red. We're going to wait this rain out. You can pull your backup cars out. Because we screwed up. Yeah. Now, okay, you can't even do that anymore yeah. 
with the new rule package as far as backup cars are concerned because your backup car has to come to the racetrack with no driveline in it. Right. Okay? Yeah. No motor, no transmission, no gear. Yep. Okay? So you, the way you go about it is uh, when you bring a backup car to the racetrack, you, you, know, you set it up with a dummy engine, dummy transmission, dummy gear, blah, 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 you know, just with the weight in the right spots. You set the car up, you set it up like your primary, and then you pull all that out, and you put it in the trailer. However, you didn't even have that option this year because it's a one-day show. You didn't bring a backup car. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what's funny, Rob, is Rob Lopes, I mean, excuse me, you are Rob Lopes. I've had a few drinks today. Uh, <laughs> Steve Latart made mention of that on the, did you all hear what Steve Latart said on, during I, the broadcast about that? I don't hear the broadcast, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Steve Latart said that um, the cars might have been a little bit cheated up when they came back out <laughs> because they had a rush rush to get those things back on the track. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. They might not have been 100% uh, legal as we came through there. But, Jimmy Wags, you saw something in that 10 car. As we were texting there, you saw something in that 10 car during the race. And you said, boys, the 10 is coming and he's going to win. And you called it right away. And you put on the show. Um, it was absolutely a st- – and, 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 hey, i got to say this. I was wrong about SHR. I didn't think they'd get a win. But what Eric Almarola did out there, he this wasn't a fluke win. This no, wasn't no. a rain-shortened win. This was, no. now, it, now, I will say this. If it goes he drove the- around dudes. He drove around dudes and was driving away when they decided – and they had made mention, just so you guys know what, what was going on. I don't know, and I don't mean to interrupt. That's but fine. just so you know what was going on, they told us, okay – Darkness is coming, yeah. and if conditions, if, when conditions, we feel like conditions are going to be bad, we will announce 10 to go, and that will be the end of the race. Yep. And I and think they, they shortened the race by nine laps. And they did that. Jimmy, let me ask you a question. Do you think Eric Ambarola wins that race with nine more laps to go? No, he does not. Christopher huh? Bell wins that race. You think? Now, I'll take yeah. Oh, hell yes. I Christopher think Bell, Christopher Bell would have won that race. Uh, I think if, so, if too. I think so too. Christopher Bell was was the fastest car on a track there the last couple of laps. He was coming. Billy Bradley, what do you think about that? They were running into lap traffic. Don't, don't I forget, think lap traffic was coming. They were coming up on lap traffic. So and Almirola seemed like he tightened up a lot. So um, I, I thought Bell was going to get him. And they should have ran the last nine to be honest. But hey, yeah, uh, like what would it take? Uh, five minutes. Five minutes, if that. And you're looking at if you, if you have a caution, absolutely. End the race right there. You got to at that point. Well, uh, I, I'm going to tell you this because I was standing there. It was dark, man. <laughs> was dark. You were there, so I take yeah. the word. It was dark. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe, I almost couldn't believe we ran as long as we did. I'm I like, mean, was, Rob, was, it darker, was it darker than Martinsville when Jeff Gordon says, I'm going to Homestead? Uh, was it darker <laughs> than Martinsville? <laughs> It was that dark, man. I mean, I'm telling you, they threw they threw the checkered flag, and and my man. I mean, we're talking. The sun was down, and he's doing his burnout, and there ain't no lights, and it, it, you know, it was just like, wow. And that's a, a lot faster track than Martinsville, too, Rob. You Absolutely. Just changed, you just changed my opinion when you said it was dark there. So, okay, it was dark. I, I I give you credit on that part, but you know, there's there's people that. There's people that put pictures out, Billy. This is no joke. People that put pictures out on the Internet, and it's like, oh, you know, oh, we're looking at this picture. It doesn't look that bad. Well, remember, uh, a camera grabs all that light. 
Right. Okay. Okay. I'll take your word. Boys, I think I just walked into the shittiest bar I've ever seen in Nashville. <laughs> All I've heard about is Big Al's, Big Al's. I don't know. Like, oh, you're down at Big like Al's, Billy Bradley? He's in Mooresville. I know where he is. Yeah, oh Big Al's. Well, Billy Bradley, when you go to Mooresville, you know there's only two things in Mooresville. I'll let you figure it out. Hopefully you make the right choice at the end of the night. Um, but uh, I-, I can tell you this. As somebody who watched every lap of that race, um, not only was I entertained, it, it was a classic, it was a classic, hey, the longer this race goes, the more interesting it gets. Yeah. And not only did the more interesting it got, but there was, you know, different guys coming out. The restarts were crazy. Rob Lowe's oh, God. Me for years that, you know, when Kevin Harvick gets out there, I, I want to say right now, Kevin Harvick, when he restarts, some of the best restarts I may have ever seen in my life were this past weekend with Kevin Harvick. Rob, I, that was amazing how he could get out there so fast. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he was getting it done. And, you know, and there for a while, I'm like, all right, man, four, four's on a mission, four's on a mission. And then the 10 was not having any of it. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'm going to interject this, and, and I mean no disrespect to anybody when I say this. If we had, said, if we had talked about this in February and said, Eric Amarola is going to win a race before Kevin Harvick, I would have said, y'all need to give your damn head a shake. I'm like, that ain't happening. I would say, other than Daytona and Talladega, he has no shot. Yeah, I would have said the same Before thing. Harvick. Before Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. Um, but not only did uh, did did um, I mean I think what was uh, Custer? Wasn't Custer in like the top ten, two there for a while, or top fifteen? I think that organization did pretty good, um, if I'm not mistaken. And that organization needed something because hell, I'd written them off for the last three well, weeks. The uh, SRX series finally ended, and Tony Stewart got combined some of his time back to it. Hey, let me let's talk about this here real quick. Rob, have you seen any of the SRX series? No, I haven't watched it. I didn't watch a race of it, and that's Billy, um, just because I didn't. I heard it was good. Billy, have you seen any? The SR- yeah, I watched Nashville uh, Saturday night. i got to tell you something. SRX is a real deal, and it's entertaining as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Hey, and you can find that on the main channels. You don't have to go through uh, NBC Sports or FS1. Well, that's what I was going to mention. It was like CBS or something, wasn't it? Yeah, CBS. Yeah, but when you watch a, a, a NASCAR race, you're going to a channel that doesn't have as many people on it as CBS does. Um, it's really weird to me, and, and I don't know that, listen, from a business standpoint, I don't know that this would ever happen, but if Tony Stewart, I guarantee you Tony Stewart is, is getting offers um, about some sort of I mean, I don't know why he would ever sell to anybody or do anything, but that series he's got going on where he's sitting, you know, Bill Elliott there with Chase Elliott. This is is the type of stuff that – this is the type of stuff people want to watch. Yeah. And it's a perfect amount of time, a perfect amount of lights also. It's not too long, it's not too short. I would agree with that. I absolutely would agree with that. Rob, you had some big news here at the shop. Now, we haven't talked about this because I've had several. Hey, 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 before, before we get to that, uh, Bob, Bob, did you bring your boxing gloves with you to New Hampshire? Because Quinn Huff said he wanted to fight. Oh, God bless. <laughs> you know, 
Let, let's talk about Quinn Huff. Could you pick him out of a lineup, yes or no? If I bumped into him, I wouldn't know him. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I'm not being disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. L- listen, since we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Um, I'm not being disrespectful. I wouldn't know the guy from Adam. Okay? Yeah, I really I wouldn't. And I don't, and, and I've got, so I've got no, you know, I've got no truck in this thing, but all I can say is this. I saw the replay and it looked like Ryan missed the corner. Or couldn't get stopped or something. Okay? And I, and I'm sure he didn't, Ryan doesn't wreck people on purpose unless they wreck him or, or drive him dirty. And I, and I don't even know if he would do it then. But he does have a mean streak every race car driver does. Yeah. Okay? But, okay, so he wrecks the double zero. Alright. Sorry, he he apologized. Man, tell him I'm sorry. He goes, I couldn't get turned. I couldn't get stopped. You know, okay. We pick up, patch me up. I'm going to get him. <laughs> so he goes out. So so Holmes goes out. He's like, uh, and, and I mean, what are we halfway through the race or whatever? And he's like five laps down or whatever. And he comes up and roughs up the right side of our car. And then and and here's the part. This is where I lose. You know, first off, you, you know. I, I get your anger and that, but I've never agreed with beating up race cars because you're pissed off at somebody else. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you this, I, and I don't know for certain, but I guarantee you Quinn Huff ain't up in that shop cutting sides off and, and rebodying them cars. I guarantee it. And if, he, right. and, if he is, and if he is, kudos to him. But then this guy's got the nuts <laughs> to go on Twitter and say, Nothing against the guys on the team, blah, blah, blah. I have too much respect for the equipment, blah, blah. If you had respect for the equipment, you wouldn't have done what you did. So scan that shit, okay? And if you don't like, and I answered him. And if you've got a, and if you've got a problem with the tire guy from the six who's got more followers, not the followers mean shit on social media anyway, at least as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, it, it, it shows something that people are interested in what you say. But that being said, so... If you've got an issue with the tire guy from the six and you're a cup driver, then come see me, man. <laughs> well, not only come that, see me. You, you got some serious issues. If that's if you, if that if that's if, 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 if you to say that on a public forum that you have too much respect for the equipment, but you deliberately went out and not only roughed the left side of your car but the right side of our car, so now you got two teams worth of guys going. Really, dude? Yeah. Are you coming? Are you coming to hang sides on this thing? He noticed well, he used the uh, side of his car that was already damaged too. He didn't do the clean side. You know what I'm well, saying? But but you know what? Can that shit, dude? And if you've got a problem with me, because now you know there were some people that chimed in or whatever, and I I could care less. You know, I really don't care. Like I said, I couldn't pick the guy out of the lineup. I wouldn't know him if I bumped into him. But. If so, I can tell you this. If some dude walks up to me in uh, Watkins Glen and says, yo, man, I didn't like what you said, I will figure out who it is. <laughs> I got you know what back, I'm saying? Guys. I got you back. But I'll tell you this. If, if he walks up to me and has an issue with me, my man, listen, okay? I ain't one of them guys that one of us is scared and the other one's glad of it. You, you I can promise I'm- you that. The most. Here's where I'm pissed off the most. I can't pick fucking Quinn Huff out of a lineup, so this is no fun for me. I, I want somebody I know to be pissed off at Rob Lopes or something. I, guess, I mean, what? The, well, I wouldn't even. And know here what again, was going to happen? I'd walk he, right he probably he probably don't know. He probably don't care, and I'm fine with it because you know I I was just I I read that and part of me says, are you joking? 
And the other part of me says, you need to say something to this kid because I don't think he grasps the concept of respect for the team and respect for the equipment. I don't think he grasps the concept. And, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm answering this dude. And if I get a phone call from marketing and PR, you know, like, Rob, what are you doing engaging like this on your Twitter account, whatever, you know, I'll deal with it then. You know, I'll beg for forgiveness. I'm thinking to myself, well, you've you know, got the nuts to talk about this crap. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> really? Hope and pray. Quinn Hope does something stupid next to, next to you know, I mean, that we can only hope and pray. And, and the thing about it is, is Ryan Newman, I, I can promise you this, Ryan Newman, when he left the racetrack, he, he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, the you thing know? about it is, there's, there's an unwritten rule in – you know, when he, there's unwritten rules in every sport. But when a guy says, hey, tell him I'm sorry, man, that's – I mean, who gets pissed off at that? I mean, I, I can remember Juan Montoya and Tony Stewart getting into it. Um, uh, <laughs> Tony, or, Tony Stewart got into Juan Montoya kind of on purpose, and Juan Montoya got him back. And instead of Tony Stewart getting all pissed off, Tony Stewart said, okay, it's over, on the radio. That's what he said. He, said he knew it was coming. Uh, but, but he because they didn't apologize. I mean, what the hell? It's over. Yeah, it's done. It's over with. And, here, and I'm just going to add one thing to this, and then we can move on, because there's plenty of other stuff to talk about that's more important. But one of the things, and this is guys in the garage that would say this stuff. You know, you get two drivers out there, and they want to beat on each other because they're mad at each other for whatever reason, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you you want to beat on them race cars? How about this, boys? Instead of causing us more work and having to cut these cars up more than what we need to, whatever, to fix them and do this and do that, how about you all get your motorhomes yeah. and go with each other in your motorhomes? Then it's a different story. And crash them derby them up there. Yeah, then it's a different story. Well, we you know what I'm saying? Story where um, during, uh, I think it was an all-star race or a, or a Coca-Cola 600 when Carl Edwards came through the grass there at the, on the front stretch and hit that train thing, and he's oh, yeah. like, the most thing I'm worried about is Jack Roush is going to make me come into the office, going to make me come into the office and make me help fix that because he don't like that shit, and, yeah. um, uh, and that's a that's a big deal um, yeah. in these things, and it's just, it, it was crazy to me because I... <laughs> Who the fuck is Quinn Huff? And to get on now, good for Quinn Huff. Now I want I want to stand up a little bit for Quinn Huff. The guy ain't got shit. He ain't ever gonna have shit. And he took his one moment of idiocy and turned it into three minutes of fame. He didn't get right. quite fifteen, but he had zero before. So I mean, at least he got three minutes of fame um, right out of the deal. I mean, I guess it. I guess if we're going to look for a positive on his side, instead of stepping in shit with both feet, he stepped in shit with one and a half. And I guess that's a that's an improvement um, from from where he's at. But you had a big announcement here this week, Rob, and to yep. stop. And uh, yep. Brad Keselowski. Big, big, um, big. Very exciting, very exciting news and times. And um, how, what was the feeling there in the um, there at RFR when, when Brad Keselowski came in and, and spoke? Well, you know, it was the worst kept secret in a garage. <laughs> yeah. um, but Brad was in the shop before they went down to the Hall of Fame and made the public announcement, and he spoke to the entire organization. And the things he said were inspiring and showed promise. And he, I'm not going to say he didn't pull punches, but he said the right things. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to get into everything he said to us, but a couple snippets were uh, – there is going to be a change here. 
There is going to be a mindset change. There's going to be a culture change. He goes, there's going to be uncomfortable moments here for everybody. He says, everybody's going to, there's going to be uncomfortable moments for everybody here. He says, but that's what it's going to take to bring this organization back. Wow. That gives me goosebumps. Uh, everybody knows I'm a big fan of change. And, That's uh, great. The last, uh, last episode, I, was, um, I did a solo thanks to everybody's schedule, including mine, and I specifically said that I thought um, Ralph Fenway Racing, uh, any time um, through the decades that we've seen a, a, a team with talent not be able to finish, it's not been because of the talent of the guys that go to the – to the track it's always been in the front office and it's been there now i, I know that there's uh I, obviously i don't know anything about uh, the inner workings of any race team and i'm sure there's they can get improved everywhere but the biggest thing to me and this was proved at hendrick for christ's sakes um the biggest thing is when there, there's got to be some – that wasn't just for the guys that go on the road. That wasn't just for the mechanics. That wasn't just for – that was for everybody in the place, and that's exactly what it's going to take to get something like this moved forward. I think totally. it's a, a fantastic thing. And, Jimmy Wags, you said several weeks ago when we talked about this that you thought that Brad Keselowski was going to come over there and just the physical presence of Brad Keselowski being there was going to cause change and, and probably move it in the right direction. And obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you feel the same way, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Brad's an innovator. He's a leader. He's ran his own team before. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he's really going to inject that uh, creativeness that, you know, um, Mount Springway needs to take him to the promised land. You know, I really feel like they, uh, they've been knocking on the door lately. And um, he's just going to just make that organization even better. So um, I, I'm excited. I'm just excited to also see new leaders in the garage. You know, it's just uh, obviously the guys like Rick Hendrick, Jack Roush, Richard Childress, they all getting up there in age. We saw Chip Canassi bow out. And now to have an infusion of, of new young owners, um, it, it's going to be great for the sport in years to come. So. Billy, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when um, when Jeff Gordon took over. Before we even knew that, um, or not take over, but it was joining the the helm up there. We didn't even know about Chip Ganassi. We kind of we all knew that Brad Keselowski was going over there. But we've had three big significant changes to three big significant teams. Actually, I'm going to count four with with Penske because they're certainly. Um, certainly affected by this, but we've had four huge changes in this sport in the last three weeks that is propelling this forward. Really, as a fan, I couldn't be more happy about this, and I, I, I'm, I think we need a little bit more of it. Do you think it's done here, Billy? What's, what's the next move that's going to fall? Uh, I don't think it's done. I think we still got a couple. You know, I think the Benedetto is still going to. Playing in a, a ride, well, it's going to be a competitive ride. You're crazy. I'm telling you, he's going to get a ride. What, was he going to take over the six? Is he going to kick Brad Kitt's last out? He may take yeah. over uh, Bubba Wallace's ride. Oh, jeez. Dude, how long have you been in <laughs> I'm worried about your decision on the two things that hang around in Mooresville now after that statement. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, uh, Rob, you uh, with this excitement and everything that's going to happen, let's not forget that the entire dynamic of NASCAR racing is chasing, changing next year. You got a bunch of people who are going to be there next year. That pit road yeah. is going to be a lot more. It's going to 
it's going to be it's going to be a lot different. I don't think you're going to see you're not going to see it on pit road as much as you'll see it in a shop. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because you still need guys to go to the racetrack and take care of this thing and work on this thing. Yeah. Um, it's just going it, the difference you're going to see is people in the shops. Yeah. Because Real. now you don't need chassis builders. You know, you don't need a, a room full of chassis builders. Right. You know what I mean? You can put them together. They're going to be there, you know, when they're coming. And yeah, because everything everything is a single-source supplier. It's all been contracted out to – and some race teams have contracts to build the parts for everybody, and they were bidding on these things to keep their people employed. Yeah. And some race teams won some of the contracts, and some other uh, some of the contracts were awarded outside to outside sources, outside people. Like, prime example, the chassis are a technique. Yeah. So – you know, and you're, there's going to be another major shift in the sport. Uh, your notebooks are junk. Um, all new parts. Like I said, the only thing that's coming over from that old car into this Gen 7 car is the seat. <laughs> the seat, that's right. Boys, what else, my, my plane's getting ready to board. What else have we got to talk about here? Am I missing something? Nah, so I think we covered everything for the week. I mean, we can, yeah, and we can, be, we uh, can. If we think of something else, we'll hit it next week, and we'll talk about, you know, some great. Gen Seven stuff. And yeah, Billy, yeah. Um, I'm nervous about you tonight, son. Um, you should uh, be. It's just. Uh, hey, uh, hey, are, are we doing pick'em this week? But Olympics? Are we, are we picking Olympics this week? Man, I. <laughs> I don't even watch the Summer Olympics. Man, if we were watching the Winter Olympics, I'd be all over that curling and all because I'm, for some reason, I, that game, that sport just really entices me because that just, that's a sport that, you know, a 50-some year old guy, he could, he, you know, if he could pick up the game pretty quick, I could go to the Olympics in my 50s. Rob, Rob watches a lot of ESPN the Ocho. 